0: If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocall M-A-F-S.
1: You guys know I don't drink very much. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code altercallMaths at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A L T A R C A L L M A F S for 15% off today.
0: Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid,
1: and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast.
0: Hello, hello, people. Hello, Aid. Welcome to episode 11. How are you feeling? Hi, Tane. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Feeling that spring, that spring fever. Well, that, <laughs> that spring season. <laughs>
1: The seasons change, but Married at First Sight just chugs along.
0: Chugs along. Nothing changes much from week to week. (laughs)
1: So just to let you guys know, our next bonus episode on Patreon will be us ranking all of these Married at First Sight seasons that we've watched. And to find us on Patreon, you can check out our link in the show notes. So speaking of the previous seasons and the previous couple's, What has everybody been up to?
0: Well, um, a lot and not a lot has been happening. Um, I think the big news this week was about, you know, pictures regarding Eric. Um, I saw some old pictures of Eric and I can't tell if there was some surgery involved or he grew into himself, but it looks like a completely different person. Like you can tell it's Eric, but it looks like a completely different person. And there's also pictures of, like, his ex-wife. Again, we didn't confirm anything, guys, so it was just a picture floating around. And it's a pretty, you know... Would you consider it a racy picture, Aid? Mm, it's a promotional shop for an
1: energy drink. Yeah. So if you've seen a promotional shop for an energy drink, they have a certain style. Yeah, I think... <laughs> it doesn't was- involve being fu- what would
0: call fully dressed. <laughs> the girls are out <laughs> but I think the, the, the intrigue around the picture is just like I think everyone's wondering how Eric could get her but I mean again if that truly is his ex-wife who knows but yeah that's floating around so if you've seen the picture I wonder what your thoughts are let us know <laughs> um, previous couples um, Taylor from DC she has a new boo there's lots of pictures out there um, on her social media, but she blocks out his face, and I think that's smart. That is smart. I just read somewhere that Brandon is trying to sue her <gasps> for
1: what emotional distress? I, I have no idea. <laughs> or the show? I'm not sure. I should have paid closer attention. But someone was like, Brandon is really not letting go of his married at first experience.
0: Wow. That's- Awful. Well, he's, it's going to be thrown out. Nothing. I, I can't even imagine what is going to hold up in court. But anyways, yeah, there's a lot of pictures of them. I think that there was on vacation, her cooking and all that stuff. So good for her. Hope she's happy. Um, you guys know that I'm always on the lookout for Shawnee's because I don't understand why she's not like a major influencer. And this week she was promoting a product. It was Prativa Protein Supplements. So happy for her always happy when I see her promoting something. Also, every week I think Laura is so cute. Like, I just think Laura is the cutest. Like, And the way Jeff D loves her and like, it, she's his little best friend, so <laughs> it's cute. Yeah, Dr. Viviana posted something about scoping tropical locations, I think for a relationship type show. And my first thought was, did you ever watch the Honeymoon Island spinoff? No, I did not. Okay, I watched that, where you had a bunch of people from the other spinoff involving David and Vanessa. And I wondered if it was that, or if it was a completely new show. And again, all I'm thinking is they don't show up on the actual show, but they have time for these other shows. And again, Dr. Viviana did say that they show up for five of the eight episodes or weeks, but not everything gets shown. So I don't know what's true or not anymore, but yeah. There's that.
2: So, Married at
1: First Sight does not have a good track record with spinoffs. They have a lot of spinoffs that they did for one season. The only one that has done more than one season is Couples Cam.
0: Um, the first years, they had multiple seasons. They did? Okay. Yeah, of the first years. And then I think Jamie and Doug had their own, because I think they're the only ones standing. But, yeah, I think they did. Um, Chris <laughs> posted something in his story where someone made a meme of Everybody Hates Chris, this TV show, and then put Chris's face on there. And he's like, "If one more person sends this to me. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's funny. AJ and Stephanie, I'm not sure if they've moved to Key West permanently. I just thought they were on vacation, but they're still there. And then she captioned one of her um, pictures saying, you know you live in Florida when, so I don't know. I moved. thought they had moved. Okay, I just didn't know. I I, I I just thought they were on vacation. But I'm also hoping that maybe that's why there's a break. For those who don't know, Couples' Camp will be back April seven. Maybe that's why it's a break because it doesn't make any sense that there's this much time in between. They're literally just at Halloween. A Couples' Camp and we're in March about to get into April. So I have a feeling they're gonna do catch up and kind of make it closer. To the time and maybe they'll address it then because as of the last couple's scam, they were still in Philly so but yeah they're still having a good time in Key West Tristan from Dallas had his baby congratulations to him and some of the North Carolina couples like Beth and Jamie celebrated their anniversary but also Danielle and Bobby did too from Dallas I think that was interesting that it was different seasons but it was the same day <laughs> well, didn't Jamie and Duck have the same anniversary too yeah, it was around the same time, but I wasn't sure if it was exactly the same day. Danielle and Beth and Jamie, I think, were the same day. With Jamie, you never know. She's been talking about this anniversary for weeks <laughs> and, and presents for her hubby. That's a pet peeve of mine. I don't like when people call their husbands hubby. <laughs> she, she's been talking about it, so I don't know when the date is. And then she finally got the gave him the present, and it was like an adventure-type thing, and she booked it wrong. and So after all the hype, it still didn't pan out the way she wanted, but yeah, I don't, but yeah. Yeah. And that's all I got people. That's all that was going on in the land of past couples, mass couples. So, A, tell us what happened in Unfiltered. So, on Unfiltered this week,
1: we had Eric, Jake, and Dr. Viviana. Uh, Jake was very, like, he was being a good sport, but he did seem to, like, not want to be there. And I just, with Unfiltered, it gets to be where you're just like the same people are on here over and over and over again. Like for a while, there was Paige over and over again. Now it's mm-hmm. Eric over and over again. Jake's been on a few times too. I feel like with 10 participants, can they spread the wealth just a little bit?
0: <laughs> That's the thing. I, it would be interesting. Maybe we should do a deep dive and find out why certain people don't show up at all. Chris has never been on. Well, we, we don't, we know why. or why some show up more than like it doesn't seem to be even based on the guests that you tell us on the show like they need to to space it out yeah I I feel
1: like everybody's probably doing about equal work like Brianna's been on multiple times Paige has been on multiple times Haley's been on multiple times but it seems like it's just same people week after week and then there's a break and there's another group of people week after week so Vincent's only been on I think probably the least out of people who have been But anyway, if they could work on that and get back to us, that would be great. Um, (laughs) They had the audacity to play that scene of Eric and Virginia and their passwords again. So those two better have changed their passwords. (laughs) Then they get to the meat of it, which is like talking about the social media stuff. Jamie asked Eric if he gets jealous easily. The only right answer to that question is yes. But instead, he goes on about his past, and he knows he can come across strong, but he's working on it. And it's like this long answer when really the only answer is yes. And Dr. Viviana makes some excuses. She says, well, he doesn't know his wife really well, so he's saying, let's guard our relationship. But it comes out sounding like demand, demand, demand. And it's like (laughs) just like, what? yes, it sounds really bad. Um, he, And then, you know, he's Eric. So he just cannot help himself. And he says, we come from two different worlds. He was married. She hasn't had a serious relationship. <laughs> he's not saying he does everything. But it comes from him wanting to make this work. Can and I, he says he'll work on
0: how he's saying stuff. Can I defend Eric for a little bit? I can't believe I'm doing it. But you know how we most of us are lucky that we don't have a camera following us all the time. And, you know, you have certain habits or certain things that you don't realize that you do or how you come off. So maybe he doesn't know how he comes off. I would agree that, yes, you don't know how you
1: come off. But also when you see it. <laughs> yes, that's true. And your response is like, excuse, it's a little bit of excuses. And <laughs> the same obnoxious thing, which is that you keep on saying over and over again, she's never in a relationship before. Ergo, I have to teach her how to do this.
0: Yeah. It's obnoxious when you
1: said it before and it's obnoxious when you said it on unfiltered.
0: Yeah. All right. I tried. Okay.
1: Because <laughs> um, the next couple was Haley and Jacob. And something I missed last week is that when they like had their meeting in the bedroom with Dr. Viviana, mm-hmm. they both agreed to kiss good morning and good night. Mm-hmm. And Haley agreed to it. Mm-hmm. But then later on, she wouldn't do it, which, you know, you can't make someone, but I had forgotten that she had agreed to it. So Jacob does not look crazy
0: when he's like, goodnight, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> that was why she, that, that's why she got my burnt ashes last, year, last week, where she keeps saying she's trying, but she's not even doing the homework that she was given. So no, you're not trying. Silly girl.
1: Jake said that he wasn't naturally attracted to Haley right after the gate. What does that mean? Like when he first saw her at the wedding, he wasn't, he was trying to say he wasn't attracted to her, but that it grew, she grew on him in Vegas, but then they had a bit of a falling out. Does that sound like some, some retcon in there?
0: Like some going back and changing? <laughs> I think so because I would never have, that's very interesting. As a sidebar aid, can I, someone DM'd us about her friend. Um, I forget her name right now. The other friend um, of Haley's. This is the main friend, Lauren? No, not the main one. The other one who put her foot in her mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she has a big nose. And there's a scene when they were all in the kitchen. And they sent a picture where it does look like Jake is just staring at her nose. And the comment DM we got is like, that's all she could see was that Jake was just staring her down, looking at the nose being turned on like, yeah, (laughs) the nose that I can get with. I forgot to mention it, but shout out to whoever said that. <laughs> that was a good laugh.
1: <laughs> of all the things, of all the things. It is
0: Jake. It is Jake.
1: <laughs> so then they show the scene of Haley's pickiness conversation with Dr. Viviana. And Haley, Jake says that Haley decided on me during the wedding ceremony. I don't know what that meant. Like, I think he was trying to say she immediately decided she wasn't gonna have anything to do with me at the wedding ceremony, which might actually be true. The whole thing about Haley talking about he's changing himself too much. He's like, I have no idea what she's talking about. I didn't change anything. And I understand, even last week I was like, what is she talking about? That came out of nowhere. (laughs) Jamie asked Eric if Virginia has changed anything for him. And he says, yes, there are things. The biggest thing is her password, her single lifestyle, partying. We're still struggling with that. I'm like, Jesus. Then they had this whole discussion about how the 80s and Jake explains that he's trolling his future self with some of his getups. Like, let me take this crazy picture so I can laugh at myself later. I was very confused. (laughs) Jamie called out Eric for this whole, if Virginia doesn't want kids, you're gone. The way he said that. She said, do you think that was a little harsh? He said that he didn't say it in the right manner at all, but he feels strongly about having his own children. And Jamie says she has the same issue. When things come out that she's passionate about, it comes out wrong. I was like, I don't know. We watched Jake and Haley sleep in the bed together. Jake says that thing where he was talking about kissing, he was joking, but Haley didn't realize it. Jamie asked what the energy was like in the bedroom, and he says it was ice cold, and Eric offers his jacket. (laughs) (laughs) it was funny they show the cheating conversation and eric says that he should have told her earlier but he wasn't looking for a pity party and dr viviana says she's glad that he said it there's no excuse for cheating and it requires a lot of emotional fortitude to like put yourself out there again after you're cheated on and eric says every time they go into their past about things it helps their relationship Then, just for kicks and giggles, they watch Paige and Chris and the Mercedes Benz. Jake is like, Chris is a dumbass. (laughs) Jake says, if you want to buy someone a brand new car, you should give them a Cobalt. (laughs) Heavy Cobalt. And Eric says, a Ford Taurus. I was like, do they even make Ford Tauruses?
0: It's so in my notes when we talk about them, I had a Hyundai written down. So <laughs> I I'm think
1: is too nice to be honest with you.
0: I'm the same vein as they are.
1: <laughs> Jake says you're telling your wife that you don't give two shits about her and you're gonna get with this chick after this is this is over with. That's what that message says to me. says that he has wanted to stay out of Paige and Chris's business since the honeymoon. And then they replay the whole thing. And I was like, who cares about this at this point? I don't know why they replayed that. Eric says if he was buying someone a brand new car like that, he would expect Virginia to leave and never speak to him again. Jake says there's so many red flags. And then there's like, wait, there's more. Um, So that was their little, you know, commentary on Chris and Paige. But then they said, Jamie asked, like, you guys are about to celebrate a month. Does it feel like a month? Um, And they both say, we've been together for a month, but we don't really know each other. Jake says that. Eric says it goes back and forth. Sometimes we have great moments. And other times it's like, "I, I don't know this person at all.
0: And that was unfiltered. It didn't sound too bad. But that's the thing. I think Jake is funny. Eric can be personable.
1: Eric can be very, is really good on Unfiltered. This is the one week though where I was just like, you're, you're not yeah. helping your case. Like other of the time I've been like, wow, you really, but I think it's kind of repetitive to watch someone do the same things over and over again and then, come up with the same explanations and unfiltered over and over again. The first time you're like, oh, you're realizing. Now we're on like time number three or four. I'm like, Ugh, again?
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the update.
1: <clears throat> on to this week of this show. We start with Clara and Ryan, who seem to be on a really good note. They go to his house and they talk about working on his backyard, which looks very large, but in need of blocks of fine. That's the only word I can think of. I think <laughs> well, I was shocked that Clara has been moving stuff in.
0: <laughs> Were you shocked? No, because that's part of what we've been saying all along is like they, when they're on screen, they make it seem like they're crazy, but they've been talking about moving in. Like to me, that's like huge commitment, talking about space in the house, where to do her crafting and where to put things. So, you know, no, I wasn't shocked.
1: I think I've, every time I've watched a show, I just assume that they wait to move in until after the eight weeks are up. Like, you have a place together. So I was just like, wow, people just move stuff in
0: after knowing each other three weeks? Um, yeah. When you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good sign, though. I do, too.
1: So he said he's been building the house for himself, and it would be cool to build a house with someone else. He asks her how she feels about moving her stuff in. She says it's good, but it'll be better when she has more face space. He says, you know, I need to get it done. Do you need to do faster? And she says, no, she's not trying to overload the house. Her, her dog, her things. They need to get stuff out of the guest room. It's a very, like, logistical conversation. They talk about furniture and what furniture she's keeping. She wants to al- alphabetize his movies, which I'm like, Wow. She really, really watched Marie Kondo. She really, really did. (laughs) Then they go and meet up with Eric and Virginia. Eric does his spiel, (laughs) his script about how it's going, which is from the first moment, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's so
0: repetitive. Repetitive. We're doing really, really good. From the first time that we met, we just really, <laughs> together. We just really, really, really connected. And he says it so fast. God, I got to get it out in two seconds. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Ryan says that he feels like he's married. And, and Clara says, yeah, she does too. But she's less enthusiastic. Virginia tells them about the date at his apartment and I love you. And Clara's like, good for them. <laughs> In her interview. And the way they put that music, it made her seem shady. But honestly, without the music, it would have been a normal sentence.
0: And honestly, she really shouldn't compare. Because yeah, they said, I love you. But they forgot to mention their social issues. You're moving (laughs) in stuff. That's major. (laughs) I love you is just words.
1: (laughs) Virginia and Eric talk about how the I love you is the soonest they've both ever said it. They have a little discussion about the L word. And Clara basically tells Ryan, if you haven't dropped it in six months, I'm out. <laughs> and they follow up with how, you know, they tell them how she's moving in. Um, so that whole, like, Virginia and Eric thing, it's its like, they really want to play up this, this L word business. Yeah. Which we do from the beginning. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So then they go to celebrate their one month anniversary and they're walking in and they talk about he's a fast walker. And she says she's a fast walker. She had wanted to do this helicopter ride thing in Vegas and um, he remembered. And so they're going on a helicopter ride. Um, They're sitting in the lobby talking. At one point, Ryan calls her his
0: pal. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they're talking about how they feel about the one month, the best thing about it being here and all that kind of stuff. And she says something or she responds with something and she goes, he goes, yeah, thanks, pal. And I'm like, whoa, even I were like, I I was like, yikes, is that what he said? But (laughs) he corrected. Then he said, thanks, wife, you're appreciated. (laughs) I mean, she had to make him correct. She was like, thanks, pal. And then he was like, thanks, wife. I don't think he realized he even said it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, what is so terrible about calling someone oh, pal? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe it's not so terrible, but I know even for myself, if I call my husband by his name, he's like, what did I do? Like, no time of endearment or what? So, I mean, I can see it. It's like saying thanks, buddy, to your, I don't know. It's very friend friendzoney, especially when she's not sure where they stand. He doesn't want to have sex with her. We don't know what's happening. Don't make her feel even more unsure by saying thanks, pal. Jeez. So
1: the difference difference between what is going on in the scene and what's going on in the interviews and the voiceover is really trying to shape a narrative with Ryan and Clara that is painfully obvious. So there's a little bit of silence, and then they pipe in with Clara being like, I got married at first sight, blah, 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 blah. But there's no sex thing one month in. Like, this is a real problem. They talk about the highlights, and Ryan is very sweet, and he says, having be there to share every day with. Then I was like, is she going to be upset because he can't think of like a special moment? Once again, in the interview and the voiceover, Clara says Ryan is waiting for the big I love you moment before bringing sex in the equation. And she's hoping that the one month can be that moment. And then I heard the music and I was like, this is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> there was something about the music. I was like, Ryan is not saying I love you tonight.
0: I thought it was because the lyrics were, need another way to say I love you. <laughs> yes guys I listened to the lyrics you can't help it it's in your face <laughs> they but- have a
1: really nice helicopter ride and then they go to Ryan's backyard
0: and he set it up so beautifully it was it was very pretty I, I kind of like this thing they're doing where they're staying in the furnished apartment but we're seeing them spend time in their respective houses I kind of like that
1: I think it's one of the best things to probably come out of coronavirus filming. I'm assuming, because they have nowhere else to go. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why they were so boring this week. It's like watching them eat chicken marsala and squid ink. Uh, Um,
0: (laughs) Now's not the time to say I like theirs the best. (laughs) (laughs) I really like theirs the best. Oh, I thought the setup was really cute.
1: But I also, like the... I got annoyed because it seemed like they were having a good enough time, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but obviously the producers were trying to tell me that Clara is supposed to be upset by this whole experience because Ryan doesn't say I love you.
0: Yes. There was a lot of over-editing, a lot of cut and paste reaction shots that didn't... It just made it seem so awkward, like Clara was hiding stuff, her true feelings, so...
1: So they watch the wedding, which is actually really fun to watch people watch their wedding. And they talk about how good their vows were. Clara said that if she heard them five years from now, they'd still be perfect. They reflect about one month. Then they make sure to pipe in in an interview. Clara saying she's not sure about decision day. (laughs) They talk about how great it is, blah, blah, blah. Clara says, do you think our leap of faith panned out? And Ryan says, sure. (laughs) <laughs> without a doubt so I mean I feel like they had a good one month like they did a fun activity even though they even tried to make it seem like they weren't having fun on the helicopter ride mm-hmm. like they had a nice dinner they watched their wedding but I feel like all they wanted me to take out of this is that Ryan didn't say I love you and they still haven't had sex
0: yeah but I, I gotta say like I like their setup the best but a lot of it was uncomfortable because Clara just had that look on her face that look in that confessional that I don't like so much like she was annoyed like he said and then Ryan just seemed a little uncomfortable and then I was like are these actual awkward silences that are happening or it's just editing also I I don't know the whole thing was a little disjointed I don't know what was off but it was just off I would agree so I mean those two are
1: very much I don't know what they're going to do on decision day. I think they're going to say yes, to be honest with you.
0: I think they are too.
1: I think. I wonder if Ryan would have said, I love you by then, though. I
0: hope they would have had sex by then, but we, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But here, okay, here's the thing. I think back when they were together uh, with Virginia and Eric, Clara says that, uh, no, remember Eric asked him how long his re- last relationship was? and he never said, I love you. And Clara's like, oh, that blows my mind. Two years, and you didn't say I love you. And I'm like, but Clara, you blow our minds too. Three years you were with someone, and you're telling us that you've never had an emotional connection when you had sex. I, 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 I there's a disconnect between, I don't know how she doesn't understand his point of view, but you're also doing something mind-blowing also. Like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, yes.
1: But see, I love how his I love you is a point of conversation. We've only heard about the sex stuff in an interview. Like, we've never seen the two of them even. Kind of, like, they discussed it with Dr. Viviana, kind of, but not really. They didn't tell Virginia and Eric. She didn't say, oh, by the way, I
0: was in a relationship. We're only having sex three times a year. Yeah, that's true. Well, because, again, the producers are trying to throw us off and think that, you know, something's not happening. Because this is like when Jessica and Austin they kept focusing on him not saying i love you when they were clearly going to be together because she said something important when she said "Ryan acts like someone who loves his wife." When they went on the donut thing, she was like, "Oh, it's so nice that he listens to me." The helicopter thing, he also planned that. And I think he's so like easygoing and trying to, you know, blend into her life and stuff, and he does act like someone who cares about his wife. So, I don't know why she's so hung up on the "i love you." Like, just relax. Let it be, and it'll come naturally. Imagine. Ryan is a person of actions, not words. Yeah.
1: It, and I think that can be really difficult for a person like Clara who, like, needs words. Neither one of them is wrong. Yeah. I think it's, like, a different approach. So it's just a matter of how important is it to you, Clara, that love is expressed the exact way you want it, yeah. <laughs> opposed to the way that he's willing to give it.
0: Yeah. I think he looks so shifty up there. <laughs> his eyes i'm like are you looking at the producer are you trying to avoid what is ha- where are your eyes looking at it made me nervous i'm like what is happening also my friend thinks that he's asexual so
1: <laughs> this poor man <laughs> just because you don't want to sleep with someone three weeks after. i'm sorry
0: <laughs> four weeks after you met them now you're asexual She's like, it's not even about that. Like, she just looks at him, and she can't just imagine him even wanting to do anything sexual. I was like, they're doing everything but. She's like, eh, is that true? Even if they're doing everything but, then why stop? What is the point? I I had no answers. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But, you know, I still like them. I'm rooting for them. I hope they ease into each other and, you know. They both get into. She She will be his first love, you know, if he says I love you. And he might be her first emotional, sexual emotional connection or emotional connected sex, whatever. So it'll be we'll nice. <laughs> I,
1: I sometimes enjoy these couples who have me guessing because isn't that, that's half the game. Like just waiting for a decision day being like, what are you going to say? Waiting for the reunion show. Are you guys still together? <laughs> they are Miles and Karen.
0: <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else for those D? No, I don't. Okay. Well, before we move on to our next couple, there was another meetup that involved Paige, Haley, and Bree, and I was just grateful that they had Paige meeting up with someone that was not Chris. <laughs> and I think I've concluded that her family is like, we're not going to be part of this foolishness. <laughs> so don't put me on camera. You want to look like an idiot? Do it on your own. I will not be part of this. Plus, they probably don't have anything nice to say about Chris. So, um, so um, Paige asks Haley and Bree to catch them up, and Bree is just going smiling ear to ear. We're doing really, really well, and he's all in, just as I am. And I was trying to look at Paige and Haley's face, like, oh, and. But she's hesitant because this has all been a lot for her, but Vinny has been very reassuring to her. And Paige says she loves how they can communicate non-verbally and building that emotional intimacy is important. It's Haley's turn, and as always, she starts with a lie saying, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) She always starts with, we're good. (laughs) And she says, we slept in the same bed. And the two girls burst out laughing. And honestly, I laughed with them because how? (laughs) Four weeks in, the purpose report is we slept in the same bed. Woohoo! A plus.
1: And, and did she add it to the second part? Because Dr. Viviana basically made us sleep in the same bed. That wasn't your idea.
0: It really sounded ridiculous. So oh, and then their food came and I found it interesting that their meal came their meals came in a to-go box. They were indoors. <laughs> <laughs> but okay and then we're eating it there so um she tells him that well things are positive right now i'm not saying there are no negative sides but we're communicating and getting to know each other aid if my friend came to me tell me i'm like how are things going maybe we're communicating like this is bad so she continues and she says they want to well, oh she's telling us that you know we wanted to reinvent Type of relationship, but, you know, it's different and she's never had to deal with this before. And it just made me think that this is the downside of um, this element of the other couples or the couples knowing of each other and interacting because it brings that part of comparison where when you're in the dark and you don't know what's happening with anyone or what the pace is, you might be forced to just face your relationship and go at your own pace. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. So, you know, because we saw it just right now with Brian and Clara comparing themselves to Eric and Virginia, but they got their shit. They're just not putting it out there. (laughs) So So, um, Haley tells us that she has a friend that does chart reading, and she wants to try that as a solution. Okay. Um, Their idea, she says their idea of trying is different, because when he tries to kiss and cuddle, she's like, no. And... She's telling the girls, I'm sorry. And she says that she's beginning to understand his personality and his idea of humor is dressing up or saying something crazy to make people uncomfortable and not tell them that it's a joke. (sighs) That's
1: not nice. And that's also called ascribing an intention where there may not be one. (laughs) Honestly, from watching Jake...
0: I don't think he does it to make people uncomfortable. I think that's just his humor. Like, why do you have to be like that? That's just him. I I didn't like this because Haley is doing that thing where she's trying to find a reason. She's trying to justify it. Like, it might be justifiable. Yeah, you don't like this guy. But just be honest and say you don't like the guy, but you're just digging or reaching at this point. I, I don't know. Um, well, Paige, ever positive, she spins it and says, "Well, it's good you're in the same bed and talking. That shows your trust." <laughs> <what I'm doing." laughs> she's like, "I don't have none of that." <laughs> um, but Haley tells him that joke that he cracked them um, in the last episode, where he says that she's gonna let her guard down and like him, and she's gonna be mad about it, and they all laugh. So mm-hmm. Haley asks Paige, um, "What about you? What are your expectations for you and Chris?" Are you moving forward? And Paige says, that's a great question. And it damn sure is, because as of today, or the most recent episode, I can't tell what it is that they're doing. Is it married at first sight friends or married at first sight couple? Are they moving forward? Even as, if it's as a couple, does Chris know that? I, it wasn't clear. so no, not clear to anybody. <laughs> so Paige tells them how he bought her a car. And clearly he's operating as a single man because if he wasn't, he would have had a discussion with her before buying the car. So this was a point where I was like, so they are moving forward as a couple because at the time he did it, he'd moved out and they weren't together. And last week her issue was that he bought her a brand new car. And that's when I was like, so if it was a Hyundai, would that have been better? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I just think her reasons are shifting um, with each scene. But they tell her it is emotionally draining. Well, Brie tells her that it's emotionally draining and she needs to only give as much as he gives. Now, Brie is sick of this shit and she tells us that Paige wanted someone who was ready right now, but he's not. He may act like who she wants, but he's definitely not ready and it's hard to watch. Paige tells them about Bible study. I would never tell anybody about that. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it to myself.
1: What studying was done?
0: What studying was done? (laughs) What
1: knowledge was imparted? We need to get that notebook. It's in there. (laughs) We met up and I opened my Bible to study and he did something else. That's not Bible study.
0: (laughs) I mean, she was proud of it because she's like, what we're doing now is what we should have been doing from day one. And then Paige tells them she's processing hard truths to make a sound decision. Brie is smiling and saying, yeah, the hard truths are needed. Decision day is coming up in four weeks and you never know what could happen, but it's a really messed up situation. He's playing games. He's not taking her feelings into consideration. And it's a bunch of BS. Like, that's why I give Brie the Academy Award because she, you know, held herself in that conversation and she didn't go off. She didn't say all this to her. She's saying this in the confessional. So Paige says that she's also realizing and asking herself that has she fallen in love with the idea of marriage as opposed to who she is married to? And is that what is keeping her and trying to keep her in the process? Do we have the answer to that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, was <laughs> just, I was actually really happy to hear Paige say it. I'm like, oh, you finally
0: see what the rest of us see. And yeah, yeah. If nothing else, like it's good to learn things about yourself, and I'm really hoping this um this is a a new chapter in her life because as we see, what tends to happen is for those who math doesn't work out for, you turn around and they're in like in healthy relationships, and you know. So I hope that works out for her because she really wants to be married. So we go back to Haley and Jake, and we're talking about the wedding, and honestly. I'm not sure how I miss Haley's drinking. Did you remember she had that flask at her wedding? And she yeah, that her, her, um, her stepdad gave her. Yeah, I do remember. But they're starting with the chart reader, and the chart reader is over. And Jake says he's willing to try anything, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, you could tell that he's skeptical about the whole t- the whole thing. Um... The reader says there's a strong, aggressive energy that needs to be released because it's causing Haley, Haley anxiety and not wanting to accept that kind of love. And the reader expands and says that this could be the passion that, you know, Jake is looking for in their relationship. She continues by saying that there's a tendency to secretly want to control the other one, and she looks at Haley, like you, it's you I'm talking about. And Haley wants to have the upper hand. Jake says, yeah, it makes sense because you're the pace car and we have to go at your pace. (laughs) The reader continues and says they have to release it and it will be beneficial for both of them to move from friendship to like. So Jake tells her, what I'm hearing is that you need to let go and trust more and open up. And Haley's like, just me? Uh, (laughs) Well, yeah what, just you just you but jacob was nice and he's like no i'll open up too and then the reader continues to share that their life signs are their moon path. i don't know what this means everyone which is interesting
1: <laughs> This <laughs> <I> mean, all phones <laughs> under the same heading for me of woo shit <laughs> i
0: mean i'm not gonna knock anyone's beliefs? it's just you know um um, which is interesting because you don't see that a lot. And Haley seems disappointed that she doesn't see that a lot. And then the reader continues by saying, this shows how connected you are. Jacob tells us that he thinks the reader, her name was Shay, is weird. But the reading shows that they are compatible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm with Jake. I'm with Jake.
0: But they are compatible, and for Haley, Haley says, okay, it makes her want to try. Okay, go Haley. So they're celebrating their one-month anniversary, and they are at a winery. And Haley is feeding us more nonsense about how going from single to married is where a lot of her nerves are coming from. And they have to put in the work, and she's being positive. Jacob says it's been one hell of a month. They didn't start out great, but he feels okay starting his friends versus fighting. And when he did press, it didn't work. So he's going to take a step back. He tells us that one month in they don't have married, they don't have married people bond, but he's willing to be patient and he's hopeful it could be something good. They get a basket. Um, I think some of the couples got a basket of nostalgia that had like a photo book of their wedding photos. And I don't know what else was in there, like some snacks, I guess. They're looking through the photo book, and Jake is just saying, oh, I'm not photogenic. And Haley is recalling how hopeful she was that day. Jacob is like, man, it feels like a year ago. (laughs) Poor guy. It's just been one month. (laughs) Haley says it was a fun day, and the couple in the book didn't know what was coming. Jacob says, hmm. If we have learned anything, if Jacob says, hmm, from a conversation that they're having, everything is about to go down. (laughs) <laughs> Go to hell in a handbasket is what is happening. Haley says what, and Jake is like, "How the heck did we get here?" And he says that was an awkward kiss. Looking back at it, I think seeing them kiss triggered Jake all the way, and he wasn't <laughs> holding back. He just said he wasn't going to press it, but he couldn't help himself. So Jacob says, looking back, it was like a weird pull back kiss, like almost like she was actively trying not to kiss me. And then everything changed. Haley makes a toast about how they didn't hold up their vows. And she says, again, both of us, but they can be positive about the next month. And she goes, they, they, they toast and they say cheers. And she goes, hey, Jacob, you seem tentative about it. Jacob was like, well, I don't disagree. She's like, oh, but you don't agree? He's like, man, I just don't see what, they're, what we're going to do differently from the last four weeks that's really going to make a difference. I don't know how to connect with you. Haley's like, me too. <laughs> Jacob says, he feels like she looks past him. Haley is like, what do you mean? Just gaslight her. She's like, he goes, when we're in a room together, you act like I'm not there. And I feel like you just don't want a connection. And there are reasons that you're not attracted to me, and you're just not sharing. A, you want to tell the people what the reason is? <laughs> uh, I don't actually know. <laughs> we don't know either. The, the, the guess is just that the sex was that bad. because that, <laughs> You have to be an asshole to say this on national television. It's just, I'm going to ride this out, we're not going to stay together, and let's just... Don't force me to say this, but... He just keeps pushing. She continues her lies that she shared it all and there's just not a romantic connection. He continues and is like, I've never been with someone who isn't attracted to me, so it's awkward to try and approach her and woo her. Haley says she doesn't want him to feel that way. Well, she tells her she doesn't think either of them gave a full fighting effort. I don't enjoy the way she pulls Jake in with her like I don't think they're in the same level at any point Jake has his faults, but I I don't know that I can fault Jake for not trying do you think so I I get what you're saying but sometimes I'm
1: like if she's not into him I, I don't know what she's supposed to say or do differently like some of her reactions to things like her reaction to this conversation I was like what are you what planet are you living in that this that him saying these things is is somehow a surprise to you yeah I, I feel like he's just summarizing the situation that we've all been watching for the past 3 weeks why are you surprised uh, and i think but you you're just, not attracted to him and you don't want to be with him and he has picked up on that so why are you surprised
0: <laughs> because she keeps saying i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying trying what why <laughs> You're <Exactly. laughs> trying
1: I think she's like I still live at the apartment with you, and I talk to you sometimes. Is that? I mean, I think she is doing some version of trying, but he has clearly picked up on the fact that he's not wanted. I don't know how she was expected to
0: hide that. Yeah, I think she says something correctly. They're, both of them have different definitions of what trying is. Um, the most shocking part of it all is after. He says that he's never been with someone who isn't attracted to him, so it's awkward to try and approach her and woo her. She says, I didn't know you felt that way. How long have you felt that way? Are you are you out of your mind? (laughs) Like you said
1: all of this before.
0: (laughs) This is all they've been fighting
1: multiple times. Oh, this is why I'm... I did not even understand what she was saying. I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, why are you acting like you're surprised?"
0: Yes. And then he goes, "Why do you think she was acting like she was surprised?" Again, I don't know. That's the part that she's not being honest. He's like since day four. She's like, "Oh, you felt that way since day four, and you're just now bringing it up." I I, I didn't even know where to go from there. <laughs> Jake has been saying the same thing since day four. Yeah. That's why Dr. Viviana said, kiss morning and night, stay in the same bed. I'm confused. Anyways, Jake um, says that he was receptive and enjoying them, but she wasn't, and she backed away, and apparently the connection they had wasn't real. And she confirms, and she's like, oh, I didn't know we had a connection. Girl, you, Mm. mm-hmm. Haley's like, I backed away and I'm sorry. I've said that a million times that she has to have some kind of bond before touching and touching all over. Well, that's the issue. You did have sex with him. You can't say you have to have some kind of bond. So that's what he's saying was, did you have a connection in those four days? And she keeps saying no. And Jacob tells us that he feels like she was being two different people. He says, some days I wake up feeling great and some days I wake up feeling dead inside. (laughs) <laughs> so, so sad. So sad. So, so sad. But that's what it's like when you live with a person who doesn't want you. You feel that inside. <laughs> and um, I like this part, not because of the subject, mar- subject matter, but where she said, um, I have to have some kind of bond before touching, or like you always want to be touchy-feely, he adds, just for the record, not like I've been trying to force anything, because that could come off really like, he, she, he's been trying to force her to find to have sex. Because we find out that he adds that because he wants us to know that what she means by touching all over is the homework that they got to hug once a day. And apparently when they do that, she has a disgusted sigh. And she's like, ugh, I'm done. I don't want to try that anymore. <laughs> yes. what,
1: what I can't, like, Haley comes off really bad. But I always find it's difficult, Married at First Sight. If you don't want to be with someone and it's not at the end of eight weeks... What exactly are you supposed to do to make yourself Leave. look better?
0: Leave. I, I always go back to what season was what That girl left in the honeymoon. She said, I don't want anyone that smokes. He smoked on the honeymoon. She said, I'm out. That's I did watch that season. I think it was Miami. <laughs> yeah, I wanted <wondered> to, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and then do what Paige is doing and film by yourself or something, but like it's gotten to the point where it's very visible that she's uncomfortable. It's very obvious that she doesn't like him. But the problem I have with her is like she keeps going back and forth, like, no, I want to try. We're we'll, we matched obviously for a reason. And we want to like stop. Just come come through and be honest. So Haley goes like she felt like it always came back to the physical though. And Jacob is like, it's a hug. <laughs> How else more, like, and that's the thing. I I don't think she's very good at communicating. So when she's trying to make her point, she gets all nervous and, you know, what? because Jacob is very um, eloquent. He knows how to make his point and say it matter-of-factly. And, you know, she gets all nervous and then she says some things and it doesn't make sense. So Jacob is like, you put too much weight on everything because we're married. It's a hug. You hug strangers (laughs) and you're happy. And Haley quips back, well, I never have to see them again. And Jacob is like, don't worry, you <laughs> weeks you will never have to see me again. I was like, <laughs> Jake! That was fire, but it was true. <laughs> it is true, it is true. Because honestly, even at this point, they're going around in circles. Like, she's not attracted to him, there's nothing that can be done, just stop trying. And just, again, call time of death. Haley is like, so what are we doing here? Jacob is like, I don't know. Jacob continues on, like, let's just die a slow death till we get a divorce. So Haley's crying to us that she has nothing else to give and she doesn't know where they go from get out of here. I don't care. All I know is that my boy ate his steak. He had a good <laughs> dinner at the winery. Nobody's going to ruin his appetite. or <laughs> And that was what we got for them. And honestly, I don't know where they go from here, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, my question is always, like, Why are you crying? (laughs) You don't like him. She doesn't want to look bad. A lot of these villains, quote unquote, just don't want to, unless you're Chris, they don't want to look bad. So she's very conscious. Because when she was speaking to Zopasa she was like, you know, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't want to seem like, but she's not coming off well. But I continue to ask, if you are
1: not attracted to the person you're with, how exactly do you go about saying like, I just don't, not just attraction, I don't think she likes him, which I think is separate from, like, looks or whatever. I think she just doesn't like him. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not really sure what she's supposed to do. She looks bad, but I'm not sure what she's supposed to do. be honest. As you said, quit and just quit. But there are no forces. I feel like there's just a lot of pressure to stay in this thing for the full eight weeks. And I think she's, you know, giving into the pressure a little. But in this case, you should know your own mind because you just look really bad.
0: Yeah, if nothing else, maybe they should have done something like be honest with the producers where they, they pull you aside and say, let me talk to Haley by herself. And you flat out say, hey, I'm not attracted to him. I don't know what to do. And I don't want to hurt his feelings because I know he's a human being. And then maybe they can apply their expert knowledge and tell her what to do. But it's on camera that she's been honest saying, I'm not attracted to him because she has told him in so many ways. So now you tell the experts because I don't know what to do. That's what I would do. So, yeah, those
1: two are doomed. Um, (laughs) I can't remember from the preview if we see them even together next week. Yeah. Someone needs to go home. Just call it done. (laughs) So then we move on to our train wreck, Paige and Chris. Let's try to get through this as quickly as possible. (laughs) (laughs) They go play basketball. Paige walks in and he's like, you're late. Paige is still annoyed about the car. That was five days ago. So then I question, have you guys seen each other in the past five days? (laughs) Then they go with the voiceover stuff. So Paige is saying she's willing to continue this journey and give us another chance. If Chris remains committed to me in the process, I'm hoping things will turn out for the better. I just cannot believe that she would say that at that particular time. Maybe she said it three weeks ago and they found the, the words to throw it in there. Yeah. Chris has a, I'm not going to give up on this marriage. I made a vow to page and God and whatever. I'm assuming he said that weeks ago. So after basketball, where they guess they kind of look like they're having fun, it's very difficult to watch them because the whole time you're like, you know, you guys shouldn't be here. (laughs) So they're sitting down and they're talking about their goals. And Chris says his goal is he wants three, four, five businesses that net him a million each and kids with an S Except kids
0: already has an S. <laughs> money is a, is a weird topic,
1: but the way that Chris talks about money is truly bizarre. Chris sounds like Hustle Twitter. <laughs>
0: I feel like we have to tell people what Hustle Twitter. Is. They're the people who believe. Rise and grind, I'll sleep when I'm dead, nine to five is for the week, like, we just make money all day, except they're usually the brokest. And
1: there's a stunning lack of specificity in these, like, business ventures, or the way that the business ventures are described. I want businesses that net me a million. I'm like, what services do you want to provide, Chris? What products do you want to make? I really feel like he needs some real mentoring or some real coaching. Your goal cannot be to just
0: be, I'm going to make money. But that's a separate topic. Can I ask you a question now? Go for it. Playing devil's advocate. I feel like Vince does that a little bit. But are we not annoyed because we like Vince? Part of it is because we like Vince. But I actually
1: thought, because in the order that this appeared, Chris did it first and then Vince did it. I was like, why was I not annoyed? And I actually... The way Vince speaks about it is very different. Yes, I can agree. And that difference, the way I I can, when we get to Vince, I will actually talk about why I can listen to both of them say sort of the same thing, but the way it's said is very different. And I will say that people in my life, I know lots of
0: people in my life who speak more like Vince. I don't know a lot of people who speak like Chris. Because Chris is a, when Chris says it, it's like a symptom of an underlying Symptom, which is insecurity. Okay. Like, <laughs> you're bigging yourself up, trying to make yourself look more than you actually are. And I will say the successful people I know sound like Vince. <laughs> <They don't laughs> sound like Chris.
1: <sighs> Paige talks about how it's weird, they've experienced a lot of storms. But we didn't get to hear about her goals. Then he talks about how he's an introvert, but he comes across as the life of the party, but he wants to be by himself. And Paige is like, oh, I can see that. Paige then asks him about being engaged twice. And Chris says that he was young. He wouldn't say how long they'd been dating. And then he said, we walked, We mutually walked away, but then she was advised that because I wasn't financially stable, it was time to move on. <sighs>
0: Walked away. This is like his last fiance. He said they mutually, what did he say? They mutually disrespected the relationship. <laughs> Thank you for that reminder. Oh, Chris.
1: Both of you cheated. Yeah, right. <laughs> they just talk about showing up, blah, 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 blah. So they finish playing basketball, and Paige says, you know, look at us making progress or something like that. And Paige and Chris then meet up to play pool in the party room of the apartment, because the apartment has signed a deal to be featured on this show, and you have to make sure to feature the party room. I wouldn't patronize that business. I like the apartments. Yeah, it's nice. Um, she breaks, and he does a lot of trash talking, and it was really, really annoying, because he's just like, I'm just rusty. The wall was not the way. The floor is uneven. Like... Chris then accuses her of talking a lot of shit, and then Chris wins, which was one of my main disappointments for the evening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On the flip side, though, did you notice that Paige was all about showing that belly and her body this entire episode? You know, Thank you, I did notice that. I was like, She's you like, gonna... I'm gonna show you what you're missing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they talk a lot about putting in the effort of building a connection. Then they have this nonsense conversation. She says that he isn't consistent in communications. He says, but I call you and you don't answer. She says, well, I'm with my mom and why didn't you text me? He's like, I'm a phone call guy. It shouldn't be this hard to communicate with someone that you like. And he's like, that's, that's that his problem with her is communication. And then they replay a clip of the Vegas scene where he like gets on her for not asking the right questions. Yeah. Chris says they're not doing a good job at being spouses I'm like yes there's an apartment that you're supposed to live in together that you don't live in so I think that that, that not doing a good job yeah yeah then Chris starts talking about how his needs are not being met emotionally I don't even really want to go through this whole conversation <laughs> because there's so much nonsense here Chris says some I, we'll skip down to Chris says I don't have anything to say in person because you have nothing to say off camera she says, I can't drop everything just because you're trying to reach out for me. The emotional disconnection. Then he accuses her of not wanting to hang out outside of the times that we film, which I found a very interesting accusation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris says he calls her five to seven times
0: a day and she doesn't answer. She doesn't refute this. Um, she, that's true. Well, do you think it's because it was true or because she realized I am talking to an idiot and he doesn't make <laughs> it. There's no point.
1: I found it very interesting that they are not talking outside of filming. Hmm. Now, I don't think they should be filming together. So I, I mean I think maybe Paige saw the writing on the wall even earlier than we thought.
0: Yeah. I it was a very odd conversation. What did you think of all this? Um I was frustrated. I didn't look at it from the point of, that's interesting that they only, they don't talk outside of the cameras. I just thought Chris was doing major gaslighting and just trying to get out of it and was just reaching really deep. I actually, I think they know that this has been dead for a while.
1: (laughs) At least for, I think they know that it's been dead since they met up with Mercedes, at least, if not before that.
0: Well, I mean, Paige said it wasn't serving her, but,
1: yeah. This nonsense conversation about who's calling who and who's trying harder. I also feel like this is Chris trying to deflect. We all know <laughs> that Chris is the
0: problem here. But why would she want to make herself look silly on TV just for the sake of even like if she knew it was dead? Like, there's just different ways to go about this, I think, than this. Like, I think of, the closest I can think of is Zach and Mindy, and I don't think Mindy looked this, I mean, there was a lot of, why she's she still here? What is she doing? But it wasn't the way Paige was, talking about there's still hope, I made vows, and uh, we need to try, the whole Bible study thing, like, uh, why would you willingly do that on TV? If you know it's dead. I think
1: there's an there's always I think the difference between consciously knowing something and unconsciously knowing it I think Um, while she was still telling us vows blah 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 I I think there's some intelligence there to know like he's buying other people cars like I I don't what am I doing
0: yeah
1: I wish that they would have just met up so she could say I'm done but it felt like they played pool had a nonsense conversation and then she just left and
0: I was like yes yes Paige well, the most frustrating thing for me was like, yes, she left, but I, she, Chris should never have had the chance to dump her. I feel Did like he, she, yeah. she gave him the upper hand and that frustrated me so much because it seemed like he was the one to call it. I wanted her to call it. Let her have the upper hand after all the shit that he put her through. That's so I didn't think that either. I thought by her leaving, that was her calling it. <laughs> No, he he. She was still trying, and then this conversation came up, and he's like, "I'm done. You don't like me. We have a this. We don't connect. You know, communication is our issue." And I'm looking at him like, "You're really throwing this on this girl after everything she was, you know, standing by you for." So yeah, I think he he got an upper. Hand. He shouldn't even have. He shouldn't have room to say all that at
1: all. Very true, and I think that's why she left. She's like, "I'm not listening to this." Yeah. So then we get to see Paige celebrating their one month anniversary by herself.
0: <laughs> After all her many appearances and unfiltered, I'm like, they really made this girl go through her trauma. I mean, wedding alone.
1: <laughs> and we end with an interview of a producer asking her how she moves forwards and Paige says, I don't. And then she tells us a lesson and I hope that she remembers this lesson in the weeks coming forward. Amen. She, she tells us it's okay to choose yourself. The yeah. best benefit you can do to yourself is to choose yourself.
0: Amen. Hallelujah.
1: So in the previews, we don't see the two of them together, and for that I am grateful.
0: Yes, we are. It's enough.
1: I, I mean, hope we never see them on camera again. Maybe decision date, but that's about it. No. <laughs> I,
0: I would say yes, but honestly, the many scenes and scenarios they've been able to pull off, I'm shocked.
1: So we going to dinner again.
0: Be surprised. So he's Maybe happy. another Mercedes
1: appearance.
0: <laughs> I want to say I'm sorry. So, I did uh, observe one thing when Paige was going through their wedding video by themselves, and they were going through their introductions, and they said Chris is not opposed to a honeymoon baby. Um, technically, he got a honeymoon baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he most definitely got a
1: honeymoon baby, just not with her. <laughs>
0: So, manifestation works, guys. You just have to be very specific, or the universe will fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> ask, believe, receive, but be careful what you ask for. Exactly. <laughs> oh. All right. Do they have anything else on them? No. Okay. So, we move on down to Eric and Virginia. And you guessed it, people, their opening shot was Virginia pouring wine because it has to always start with alcohol. They are at a park and Eric is letting her know, what? I was just
1: laughing. There's a song, I think it's a country song that's literally called alcohol.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, okay, they're at a park and Eric is saying and telling her that no one's ever done a picnic for him and he's thankful and they say, I love you. At this point, it's like a tick. They just say, I love you. It doesn't matter what it is. They just always say, I love you. So Virginia says one of the things she likes about Eric is how much he says, I love you. <laughs> so she wanted to get him a bunch of things he likes to show that she listens. Virginia asked him how he thinks everyone else is doing because their own goal is just to be the top couple <laughs> <laughs> instead of focusing on their social issues. Um, Eric says he thinks Ryan and Clara are fine, but well, Clara seemed off and actually looked stressed out. i got to agree with you, my man. She does look <laughs> stressed out. <laughs> Virginia is shocked that she's already moving stuff, and Eric is like, yeah, it's a good sign. Virginia's like, wow, you're just moving together after three weeks? You said I love you after three weeks. Who are you to judge, lady? So, Virginia asked him, so how is living together so far? I mean... I mean, this is Eric. I've done it before. Virginia stops him. I don't like when you say that. <laughs> but Eric being Eric, I mean, that's not what I mean. I just mean that I've done it before. I know what to expect. So I know what to shut up.
1: She <laughs> wants you to stop saying it, Eric. How hard is it to stop
0: saying it? Like, will you are you gonna die if you don't <laughs> say it? Like, what why is this so important? So Virginia asked him, um, do you want me to move stuff into your house? And he's like, oh, I don't care. If you want to move stuff, she was kidding. She's like, uh, no, I don't want to live there. <laughs> Eric is like, um, I don't want to live at your place either. And then she goes, well, we have to get our own place. Eric is like, it'll take time. And Virginia's like, well, till then, I don't want to live at your place. So they're at an impasse. Eric says she's never really said that explicitly before. And she it, said it the day she saw your house she did she did but i, I think the keyword was explicitly like it wasn't passing during the tour not exactly like she he, said i don't like it i don't want to live here. What? <laughs> he chose not to hear it <laughs> but eric ever with the ultimatums he goes you're gonna have to for a period of time if you're going to be with me and i, I have to note that his tone changes i don't know if you noticed that but his tone kind of changed, like he's irritated, but he's trying not to sound angry. So Virginia says there are many factors to this, especially with the animals, that she'd feel uncomfortable trying to make sure that the house was perfect. And Eric is like, um, you being uncomfortable means that you're uncomfortable with me. I'm like, what a reach, but Virginia says, no, I've been living in your place and it's not our place. It's like this whole back and forth. Eric's like, we can make it our place for a period of time and see you're doing the separation thing again. And it's not cool. I I was going to say, why does it have to be his place? But I mean, he speaks on it later. Like he owns versus rent. So I guess that makes sense. She says her wanting to live. He tells us that her wanting to live separate from him worries him. And maybe she's trying to find a reason or find excuses not to be with him, not to live with him. And he still gets feelings of her getting scared off and running away. He continues to tell her that he can't pay two mortgages at the same time, and it takes time to sell a house, and you have to compromise by you staying with me. She's that's not a compromise. <laughs> She's unrelenting and is like, that's not a compromise. It's what you want to do. And he starts talking to her like a two year old about renting, owning, selling. <laughs> and Regina is ever ready. She's like, I don't understand why you're talking to me like I'm stupid. And, <laughs> and you just don't understand how uncomfortable I'll be. Eric is like, I don't know what to tell you. I know where I'm going to live after this. If you want to come with me, you can come. If you want to go somewhere else, then go ahead. Let's talk this about it. That whole conversation was nuts. Let's talk about this because I was on Virginia's side, but then I was on Eric's side. Then all of a sudden, I don't know if it's his tone or anything. I'm just like, what do you do in this situation? Let me hear what you think. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that her
1: lease is probably not up. Okay. So you guys just got married a month ago. You're perfectly capable of supporting two residences. Eric, I mean, yes, you own, but you can rent out a condo. You can probably do that in about a month. Would it really kill you guys to maintain two separate residences for a month or two while you find renters for your place and you guys find a place together? I, I mean, I just feel like there's so many options, including living apart for a while. Like, I was actually surprised. I think it was Imani and Woody. They got a place, but I think it took until like six months after they got married for her to be like, oh, yeah, my pl- my last place, I'm completely done with it. Like, I, I, there's plenty of space for compromise. But why does Eric have to be like, well, if you don't move it with me, we're done. Because that's his yeah. that's modus operandi, and it's so annoying.
0: Yes, he's a brat. I think he's used to getting his own way. So the way, the what I thought about it was like, he's not wrong. It does take time to sell. I understand that it will make sense, you know, to live in his place he probably has more space than an apartment and for some people it's okay if you're in the house I think Deanna moved in with Greg yes because Greg had a house Greg had a house so you're moving in the house if you're comfortable but in this case your wife is uncomfortable you have to take that into consideration the thing is being in a couple is like everything that you think makes sense is not going to be the same thing with your partner so you have to put that into consideration and you're right even if you can't, he's like, I can't pay two mortgages. I have to sell it. Well, rent. What if you rent? And then living separately, I think in his mind, he has this idea, like, we have to show like we're the perfect couple, if we leave separately, we're probably not going to look that good. Like we're strong and whatever, like let go of all those notions. It doesn't define the thing about if you're married, make your own rules, like be okay with it. So it was just both of them were unrelenting, like no one wanted to give in so they were both so focused well
1: i thought eric was more wrong at first i thought virginia was being ridiculous then i thought eric was being ridiculous then i was like you guys have the most unproductive conversations (laughs) (laughs) like figuring out a place to live is supposed to be a conversation not each person stakes out a position and will not move yeah and Virginia's tone and the way she communicates makes her seem much more reasonable than he is. But yeah. I, I would agree with you that in this one, they're both kind of wrong. Yeah. He but just I'm, sounds much worse.
0: <laughs> yeah. I give Virginia props. Like, no matter how he gets, she stands her ground by saying what she actually thinks. She has a laugh, but she says what she's saying. <laughs> um, They move on. Like, I mean, I'm assuming that they're going to, shove this under the rug with everything else and deal with that later (laughs) (laughs) um they're at their one month anniversary and eric has taken her to a hangar and it's his family's um he actually looks pretty good it was pretty I, i couldn't make out what it was because it seemed like it was residential but not but there were trucks there but then there was a Two seater plane there, so but it was pretty nice. And um, Virginia jokes like, "Ha maybe we should move in here." Huh? that that that's not a joke; it's an option. If it's, <laughs> it's your family, and it's a place, and honestly, it seems like he comes from a wealthy family. So to your point, they can afford something. Eric just doesn't want to even try. I just I'm like family
1: hanger. What? Yeah. <laughs> How many? Say what that? percentage of
0: Americans have a family <laughs> hanger? <laughs> so they look through their wedding photos, and Virginia says the best part is having the best part of being married is having someone to come home to, which is something she never thought that she'd say. They read their vows, and then they edit them and say new ones to each other. And he takes her flying, and it was actually pretty cool. Did Although you see their fine, matching T-shirts? Oh, no, I didn't. And they
1: said like something with his last name. It was something like something. <laughs> oh, liked something
0: like Oh, that's cool. That's actually pretty cute. Cause I did think that it was so cool. The whole flying thing. Cause it's something he's passionate about. And I like seeing people do things that they're passionate about. And she seemed really into it. As a sidebar, I will say like my best date ever was actually similar to that. I was dating someone who was a licensed pilot and it was a two-seater plane. The only problem is I'm scared of heights. And uh, uh, coincidentally, I got a view of Atlanta also in there. And as we were about to land, um, I don't know how he knew, he just opened the window. And what did Tane do? She threw up. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I I had a similar experience, but it wasn't a date. (laughs) But someone I knew did take me up in a helicopter and we flew around Houston and it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life (laughs) and at one point he was like here I'm gonna let you have the stick and he let me like go backwards and forwards and up and down a little and I was like we're gonna die (laughs) but we landed safely and I did not throw up oh my gosh like did it come
0: back into the plane or did at least go away well we didn't I found chunks on my outfit later though Yeah, it was so, because I was trying to be cool. I saw the plane and I was like, huh? But it was so much effort and so much stuff to get it through. And I was like, okay, I mean, it would be nice. Like I get to see the view from the sky and I held it and I held it. And just the landing took me out. I don't even know how he knew. I must have just turned pale or something. I don't know. But yeah. Sorry, I digressed. But um, they're now having dinner and they exchange gifts. Um, Virginia gives Eric. A blanket with a picture of herself and his dog, Tex. And vouchers for lovers. I don't know that Eric seemed enthused about the blanket. It took him a while, but he got himself together and was like, oh, that's so nice. (laughs) (laughs) All I could think of
1: was Rebecca and (laughs) Ziad. Whenever I see your lover on your blanket, I'm like, oh, it's Rebecca and (laughs) Ziad." (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, that was a 90 day fiance reference for those who watch or for those who don't um, Eric gives Virginia his own gifts and he says you know how when we drive by we say that's when we get married I don't have to do that anymore why because he got her coordinates of where they got married it was just numbers and a frame I mean I don't doubt that there's a section of people who are going to find that cute that would be I, me. I love that stuff <laughs> oh okay <laughs> I I, was like, I love that stuff I'm like oh coordinates uh, okay and she was silent for a while I couldn't tell her she was faking but then in the highest pitch voice I've ever heard in my life she was like I love it so I don't know if she liked it or didn't but she said many times over that she did so I'm just gonna go with she did um, he said he didn't think this is where they'll be and he goes into his usual spiel of how great they are and she then asks where he is since they said I love you. Has it grown? Is it the same? He said it's grown and she brings up that she still has a fear of getting hurt and it will always be a fear. Eric ends by saying that they're in an all-time high now, but he does worry about her on her end. And it's only been a month, and he doesn't know her fully. And that's all I got for them. It was a pretty nice date. Their preview for next week looks a mess. Yeah, hot, <laughs> hot mess. Hot, hot mess. Is because it wrong that I'm looking forward to it? No, it's not, because it's about time. Like, I just feel like there, there's just so much shit they have to unpack that they're not unpacking. And there's only so much you can do if you leave a clogged toilet by itself, and don't plunge it. Sorry, gross <laughs> <laughs> You know, at some point, it's just going to blow up. Like, I don't know. Every time we see them, they talk about their differences. They talk about things, and there's all these things. And then the next thing, they talk about how great they are. Half the time, Eric is dropping ultimatums and threatening her. Half the time, she's trying to get her word in, and he's cutting her off. And then they say, we love you. And I'm like, what is happening? You know, I wanted to talk about when Virginia said,
1: we've both agreed that there's different stages of love and there's different steps to it. So we're at, like, the bottom step, working our way up. And I understood Mm -hmm. what she was saying. And I was like, like, because there are, like, even when you say I love you after three weeks, you still need, I mean, it's different from the I love you after 20 years. You grow as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah. But what I was actually hearing is, you know, you guys aren't really in love. <laughs> like you, I don't know what love is to the
0: two of you, but I don't, I don't see it. Is that wrong? No, it's not. I think they're more, you know, um, they're more in love with the idea of being people who say I love you than actually being in love. Because remember she said, I, the thing I like best is that he says it all the time. And they just say it all the time, like d- d- whether they mean it or not. It's just the act of saying "I love you" to someone gives them a high. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I on, when you're on the outside looking, you're like, you know, it's it's something to look at people and say, you know, you're not really. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I feel looking at them. I don't. I'm. I don't think it's. I don't know what it is, but I don't know that I would call what they have like true love. No, Which, they inf- honestly, is true for every couple I'm married at first time. I'm always like, you guys don't know each other. <laughs> but then it goes on and on and on, and, and people do actually grow in love.
0: They just grow into different
1: fights every week.
0: Yep. Different levels. They're just infatuated with each other, and they're just really happy that they have someone. But at the same time, I hate to sound like a broken record, a little part of it also, it also sounds like both of them knowing that this might be an issue... And just clinging to this feeling for as long as they can. But honestly, they could just be another Beth and Jamie, to be honest. (laughs) Because if they can make it work, nothing is impossible. Nothing. Nothing.
1: So on to Brianna and Vincent, our happy couple. (laughs) (laughs) They're selfie camming. Bree's joking. She she doesn't know where they're going, and she likes to know what's going on. (laughs) But she's just going to have to live with it because it's their anniversary. Mm -hmm. So they get to the plane. Somehow she didn't see it until he made her open her eyes. I don't know about that. (laughs) It is a boat. And it is a nice-looking boat on the inside. Yeah. It is nice. She's like, this is just amazing. They get on the boat. They sit in the lovely boat's living room and they watch their wedding you,
0: I, I just wondered do do you think they come up with the ideas themselves or the producers give them options and then they pick which one they want to do because I'm just I like, who paid for this boat? <laughs> no, I mean, I know they pay for it, but in terms of like what they come up with because I'm wondering why if they can do a boat, why would they do a boat, and why would Ryan and Clara do the House. Backyard. does that mean they don't pay for it or because I was just under the impression that the producers have a hand in it so I don't know it made me wonder
1: from a financial standpoint I'm like I hope everybody gets a budget because Ryan and Clara also had a helicopter ride so ah yeah maybe they used it I feel like the the boat was great because they could do their whole evening on the boat instead of like helicopter and dinner at the house and what yeah um right. So they look so happy watching their video. Both of them just start cheesing. Then they high five after it. Vinny's like, we
0: killed it. Killed it.
1: <laughs> Bree says love is unconditional and she hopes they'll be together forever. And she couldn't ask for anything better than this. And Bree says that they have hurdles, but that they get over them. And Vincent said that shes he's glad that she hasn't run away. And he Mm -hmm. says something like, I'm so glad I married you, Brianna Miles. And Brianna says, Brianna what? And he says, Brianna Morales. (laughs) That was cute. Um, (laughs) Bree says she still feels giddy when she thinks about him. And then they go to sit down for dinner. (laughs) And there's a bottle of champagne. Um, (laughs) And Vinny says, last time we had a bottle, we had a situation. (laughs) <laughs> and Brie says, oh, look at you, champagne Vinny. And he opens the bottle and there's no issues. I'm like, thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> v asks Brie if she feels married. And she says it's a hard question to answer. She doesn't feel like it's an obligation. She enjoys spending every day with him. And she said when other people describe marriage, it just sounds like an obligation. Facts. Uh, you married people. Sometimes I'm like, I always tell my friends different friends i'll be like some people are an advertisement for getting married and some people are an advertisement for staying single (laughs) one of my friends who i told that to they sure did get
0: divorced i was like yeah you guys were always my advertisement for staying single (laughs) no but it's true because um i early on i had conversations with some friends we were talking about it how people always try to make marriage sound like this trap and this place of misery and you should just expect to be like fulfilling an obligation like she said but on the flip side when people talk about it and they're really happy people look at them like you're faking or you're lying or you know keep quiet like you can't be speaking the truth so when she said that I'm like I think that's true so a lot of people just go in expecting the worst I guess
1: (laughs) which then it's like but you went and got married at first sight so clearly you had heard good things about me
0: I mean you definitely picked the Brianna you picked the most unconventional way to go about the situation but you have to also realize that there are people like Paige or not like Paige who they don't care what they get they just want to be married like being married just seems to be an ultimate do or die goal for some people
1: true that -hmm. Vincent says that you don't make this feel like a marriage doing things for you doesn't feel uncomfortable and he says he thinks about her and Cookie every day
0: When he mentions that dog, it is so cute. So cute. Cute. I can't get over how much he embraces. Like, he talks about her like he doesn't mention Brianna without mentioning Cookie. Like, that's major brownie points. Throw a cheesecake in there.
1: (laughs) Vincent says he's not, but this is part of his ambition talk. He's like, I'm not pushing for myself. I'm pushing for my family. I want my man cave and my 85 inch. I'm like, they make TVs that big. (laughs) (laughs) whatever you want every day so yeah I just find it a different vibe to talk about ambition in terms of like what you can do for your family what pleasures in life you plan to enjoy with your money it's just very different from just being like I want businesses that make me money
0: money to do what it's very vague but Vince is very specific about his goal and why he's trying to do it so yeah it is
1: Vinny says that he's in love with his wife and he can't express how great it feels. And Brianna says she's most thankful she, that he's such a genuine person. And they talk about... She says, I love that you like me. And he's like, I don't like you. I love you. And they're just very cute.
0: Nah, I love you.
1: And looks like you said, five minutes
0: of Brianna and Vincent, the happy people. <laughs> Which doesn't even make any sense because again, not to compare, but hey, New Orleans is the benchmark now. Woody and Amani got a lot of screen time and they were just as happy. So Millie and Bennett got a lot of screen time. So I don't understand, do they think we don't want to see happiness? Do you, that they looked at the world around? Uh, I don't know what the
1: justification is, but it's like, oh, we had like, but I mean, come on, if you're not arguing about anything, then how long can your conversations be? If you're just sitting there having reasonable conversations, talking to each other, we don't have anything to watch. You okay, so called what, it last week when they were trying to play that
0: game and, like, they couldn't come up with anything. Well, that's what I was saying. Then what did they show us with Woody and Amani and Amelia and Bennett and them? They got screen time and they weren't really arguing. Woody and Imani had one argument, and it was about, like, what, the Instagram DM? <laughs> that was it, and it was five minutes. But I was and like, it was while they were filming themselves, so, I mean, we couldn't even... <laughs> <laughs> oh. say- I mean, and they had a longer season, but they got screen time. So I'm just like, there has to be a way they show happy. I mean, Bobby and Danielle, they had zero fights, actually. And they got screen time. So it's very confusing to me. They can make something happen. But yeah. We don't know. We don't know.
1: <laughs> but Tane, who has your bouquet for the week?
0: Um, Once again, as usual, I have a tie, guys. For couples, my bouquet is Ryan and Clara. I know it's all weird. I know it's all wonky. But this week reminded me of why I like them. I think that her moving her stuff in is good. I don't think that they have a major problem with the sex thing and the I love you thing. They just need to relax. And I think they have something good going. And my other tie is for Virginia. Like, No matter how uncomfortable the situation is and Eric tries to shut her up, she's not having it. She still (laughs) says what she needs to say. And tells him I don't like this or I'm going to say this. And I, sta- I put my foot down. So, yeah. Who has yours? Um, my bouquet goes to Paige. Ooh.
1: Because my interpretation of events was that Paige called it done this week. And that is what we have been asking her to do for many, many weeks. So, I give Paige my bouquet. Mm-hmm. I rescind this bouquet. If she ever starts again with this, I'm going to go see what this Chris business is. I can <laughs> rescind a bouquet. But for this week, Paige gets the bouquet. All right.
0: Who has your burnt ashes? My burnt ashes goes to Eric. I'm not down with the ultimatums. It's not cool. You can make your point without threatening your wife. Who has yours? Haley (laughs) for acting like she doesn't know things that we
1: all know. (laughs) How am I watching on television saying you don't know
0: that? I know that. How long did you? How long have you felt that way? (laughs) Okay. Um, thank you guys for your reviews as usual. We really appreciate it. Um, Deb 56 says, very enjoyable observations on MAPS. I look forward to this podcast. MAPS is frequently downright bizarre and both hosts are willing to call out the silliness. I like that the two hosts are incisive and very willing to share their opinions in a direct way. I also appreciate that they are very comfortable disagreeing with each other now and then. Nicely done. Thank you so much, Deb. And our next review is
1: from Patty Nav. And she said, you guys make me laugh every time I listen to you. Everything you say is so true and exactly what I'm thinking. Keep up the good work. Thank you. That's our show for this week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. And we love hearing from you guys on social media.
0: Yes, we're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on any platform that you listen to us. Until next time, bye.